0: Hey listeners, do I have an event for you. Billings American Legion is putting on their annual Hall of Fame dinner April 9th at the Doubletree Hotel. Join us for a night of fun honoring current and past Legion ballplayers. All proceeds go right back to the program. More information to follow, but you want to be sure to mark this date. This year's Hall of Fame class is truly amazing. You can follow their stories here on our podcast and then meet them in person at the Hall of Fame dinner. They are an inspiration to all. Thank you for your support. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of having Idaho Falls Bandit head coach, Ryan Alexander on with us tonight. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing awesome. So yeah, uh, winter's almost uh, over here in Idaho, and it's about time to start high school baseball.
0: I know that's awesome. So that actually kind of leads into one of my first questions because Montana just adopted high school baseball. We're one of the last states to finally get on the bandwagon and have both. So how do you guys, you know, manage having both?
1: So here in Idle Falls, we select from we have five high schools in Bonneville County, which is where Idle Falls sits. And we, uh, we give kind of uh, precedent during the spring to the high school programs and the high school coaches. Um, towards the end of our district tournament into our state tournament, we make selections for our double A program uh, where coaches have a voice on who's selected under the double A team because we only have the one. And then we have single A programs from each high school as well as a B Legion program at each high school sometimes actually even multiple B Legion programs. So (laughs) we combine all for our double A and then uh, each of those geographical boundary high school areas have their own single and and B Legion.
0: Wow. Yeah. I just, I don't know how it's going to work for us, but uh, it's fun to have the opportunity to have high school ball on top of Legion ball. I think it'll be nice to have more kids be able to play.
1: Absolutely. Uh, That's one of the things here, you know, we have, in, in I coach at one of the high schools as well. And so we have, uh, of course, our varsity and then our junior varsity, and then we have a freshman program. So in the course of a school year, we'll have anywhere from 36 to 48 kids participating in high school baseball. Of that 48 from each of the high schools, not all choose to play summer baseball. Right. Um, so it gives more of an opportunity for kids to, you know, kind of live out their baseball dream for a little bit longer and, and play for their school. And it's a good thing. And there's obviously skill development that goes on in the high schools. and, And it's a, it's a great, a great blend between the two.
0: For sure. So it's kind of cool with Idaho and Montana being neighboring States, you guys will come over and play us a little bit and we'll go over and play you. How cool is it to have that, I guess, interstate kind of competition between the two.
1: It's very good with Montana because they have really good programs. Uh, Montana is a, a incredibly strong Legion hub. Um, you know, we've, we've had uh, good relationships in the past with Bozeman, we've gone over Billings and played the Scarlet's and Royals, before. you know, uh, I think year before last. Um, this, you know, last year we had an opportunity in the regional tournament to see the Royals again. And then obviously the, uh, the senators, they always, all of the programs over there are very well, very, very well run, uh, a lot of really good talent and always competitive. Uh, it makes it, it makes it fun.
0: (laughs) For sure. So one thing I have to ask you, and this was my brother's question. He played for the Royals the last two years. Um, and he played first base. And he noticed a lot of times with your guys' leadoff, you do a different leadoff than what a lot of teams do. Yeah. So can you kind of explain that to me? Like, what got that started and how has that been so successful for you guys?
1: Well, so we, um, I'm a coach that believes in coaching to the talent that you have. I mean, I have some, you know, I have some absolutes in coaching the game, but I i definitely believe in in allowing the boys to flourish at what they do and then provide the opportunity for them to do that. So in 2019, we had a, probably an, maybe an under, underwhelming power, at least going into that season, uh, from a thought process for me, I think, I thought we had to adopt maybe other avenues of run production, Mm uh, base running being a, a really important part of it. So uh, the baseball community is is fantastic the coaches out there are willing to share and give and and uh, I I heard a, a talk uh, or a presentation in the ABCA um, a couple of years ago in, in maybe 18 and one of the presenters now with the New York Yankees was talking about base running in a different way kind of more of a walking style lead than a traditional old school you know 10 to 12 foot lead mm-hmm. and so I started to investigate a little bit more of How he ran that. And he was at Wright State University at the time and and watched some of their games. And it was, it was a fun brand of baseball. I'm I'm probably more in that realm of enjoying watching the game when it's. I mean, the Cardinals from the 80s were a fun team to watch, and I'm a Giants fan, but watching the Cardinals, it was fun and they broke my heart. But they ran and they hit and run and they bunt and they you know, I mean, they had four or five guys in their lineup that nobody hit home runs except when they played the Giants in the playoffs, like Ozzie <laughs> Smith, Jose Akendo, and, you know, some of those guys. So um, we played a brand of baseball in 19 that suited the boys that we had. Uh, it took off and we, I think we played, what were we, 62 and six in 19 was our record. And I think we had 282 stolen bases that year. Wow. Which allows for it allows you to put pressure on a defense, and it allows just a lot of other things that I, you know, that we found good success with that year. So it's uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun,
0: for sure. So another cool thing that you've been able to do is go to the national tournament for Legion, not once but twice, and win it. So uh-huh. what was that experience like? To one, go to that tournament but then win it too.
1: You know, when we got there in 19, um, you drive up and you, when you first get there, they have kind of an introduction to, and then the next day you go over to the field in your uniforms and they take team pictures and it's just outside of Keeter stadium. And then in between some of that, cause they do individual photos. Uh, some of the boys kind of migrated over to Ke- at Keter stadium, which kind of sits down from elevation right kind of sits in a hole a little bit and they just sat there and overlooked the field and i had this beautiful picture of three or four of my guys with their backs facing me overlooking the field and it was such a it was such a pinch yourself moment as i watched these guys that had been dreaming and and you know have big aspirations within the game just sit there and look over this espn quality field and and just continue to dream if that makes sense um it was it was awesome the the north carolina and the uh, people there in shelby do such a magnificent job of making the boys feel big league. Mm. they take care of them they it's it's an experience like no other when we won in 19 i was we sat in the dugout for probably 10 minutes afterwards. And I just let the boys kind of reflect. And, and really it was probably for me because I had no clue, had no vision of going necessarily back there the next opportunity we had. Mm-hmm. and Lo and behold, we do. Um, it was just as magical the second time. It was a totally different group of, of players the second in 21, with exception of one player that, that played on both teams but it was a totally different group and a totally different um, set of circumstance and trials. And, you know, it was, it was awesome.
0: Oh, that's so cool. So you mentioned that a couple of your players have gone on to play, you know, one you mentioned was at the university of Utah and one is going there. Yeah. Um, What was your role in getting them recruited to their different universities that they've gone to?
1: so off of our 19 team we carried uh 17 players 14 of those players on that on that uh, team ended up playing college baseball Wow! Uh, anywhere from uh the nwac and the juco uh, level we had an nai out of out of our program go up to lewis and clark who's actually now at uh at slick and will be going to university of utah next year um So we've had a lot of success after our our 21 team, I think out of the 16 that we carried that year, um, I think about 50% of that roster is is going off to college. So my role in that, you know, with our high school programs as well, and then our legion program, we don't have a ton of, you know, during the uh college season is obviously simultaneous with our high school season. So there's Great opportunity for a lot of recruitment or at least getting their eyes on the players during our high school season so our, our legion affords an opportunity to to see some of our players we uh we do you know we kind of hybrid our program legion as well as kind of the showcase uh club tournaments mm-hmm. we do uh two or three of those every summer as well so that we can get our players out in front of decision makers. Uh, college decision makers and so you know we'll go to this upcoming uh, season I have a perfect game at the end of May scheduled so we'll go down to Arizona and and allow for some of the some of the colleges to, to see some of our players so what I guess the role that I look at is is providing opportunity for the players to go perform giving them counsel and you know uh, I've been fortunate to have opportunity to to, to work with colleges and, and throughout the, even the, the draft in 19, one of our players that's actually down at the U was drafted by the Texas Rangers. Oh wow. and so I've had opportunity to, to work with some of those people and have a, a fairly good idea of, you know, uh, what they're going to need to do to be successful at the next level. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of providing them opportunity to get in front of people, how to, how to best Um, perform in those moments, but also I think readying them for readying for, for when they get there is, is probably my biggest responsibility that I see with the glut of talent. That's at our colleges due to the COVID situation. You know, they have 45 players on rosters and walk-ons and there's just a lot of talent. And a lot of that talent is, two, three years older or more mature than some of the kids incoming, right? What is it going to take to get on the field? And what does that competition look like? A lot of our high school kids, you know, they're, they're deemed a shortstop or a center fielder, and there's not a lot of competition within the high school. They get under our bandit program from five high schools, and they got to go learn how to compete to win a spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, What that, what practice looks like. How do you go compete and practice? Because at a college level, you better go compete and practice because right. that's how you get a job, you know? And then you better perform in games under a little bit of pressure. So I think our program does a good job of helping them get in front of the right eyes, helping them kind of prepare the emotional or the mental side of it, and then learning how to compete,
0: you know? Oh, definitely.
1: But that's kind of what I see our role being.
0: Awesome. So one thing that I've noticed when kids come into the Legion program, a lot of times they've been the shortstop starting pitcher, you know, the star of the team, a lot of the times, how do you help them adjust to where, yeah, they may need to play the outfield. They may be batting seven, eight, nine in a lineup. They may be sitting the bench more than they've ever done before. How do you help a kid adjust to that?
1: You know, I would I would even take it further back than like the high school side and say, you know, a lot of our travel age kids, your 10-year-olds and your 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds, when they're coming up in that travel world, a lot of coaches at that age hate to carry too many players because, of course, you don't want to deal with mom and dad if their son's not playing at 10 or not playing right. as much. Right? So a lot of our travel coaches will carry 10 to 12 players there's not a lot of competition. If you have 10 players on your team, you're going to play. Right. Whether or not you're, whether or not you're really giving it everything you have in practice, whether you're showing up to practice, you're going to play. By the time they get into high school, that's somewhat problematic because, you know, Hey, I was a, I was a kind of a dude on my 12 year old travel team. And now you're telling me I'm not good enough to play middle infield on this high school team. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm not saying you're not good enough. I'm just saying you got to go compete with another really good player. Mm-hmm. They then get into the double-A legion side, and there's five really good shortstops. And they got to go learn how to compete against five and go win a job. How we do that, sometimes that's, you know, we do a lot of, like, metric-driven kind of um, things that we, we use as a coaching staff to help us make those determinations it's not gut or it's not just eyeball although there's some of that Mm -hmm. we have metrics that help us make some of those determinations and when a player is not playing a position or, or hitting in the batting order where he's accustomed to you know we work through those things and he's going to get opportunity early in season to go show us and perform but at the end of the day it's it's kind of like You know, you you eat what you kill and and maybe ushering a little bit of that mindset or thought process and helping them transition from I play because I paid into Mm -hmm. that eat what you kill more collegiate style. We just try to bridge the two, if that makes sense, or help them. And it's not always perfect.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: The player doesn't always recognize or the parent doesn't always recognize but it's worked out really well for us. And we've had supportive parents and and have worked players through that process, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, no, that's great for sure. So, um, one of my questions is, you know, I mean, you've been great for a while now, and how do you get players to buy into your success and to just want to be that same level of greatness you've had the last few years?
1: Uh, you know, uh, probably one of the hardest things that we do uh, for our summer because we have high school baseball. Uh, I'll take 2019, for example, two of our high school teams from Model falls played in the state high school baseball championship. Um, each of those teams had quite a few kids that were going to be bandits. Mm-hmm. And for the entire spring, we're in the same conference. We're playing conference games and then we meet them in the state championship. Those kids wanted to punch each other in the face most of the spring, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they, they were competing with each other. Right. Um, and then we turn it off um, the high school season and boom, we're sitting in Arizona with those two teams having you know five to eight kids per, per team. Now they're on the same team. And being able to bring those kids together uh, is probably one of the hardest jobs that we have each summer. I think what they find very quickly is that the success that we've had comes from the work that they put in the, the team uh, philosophy that we have as, as a staff and as a program uh, that no one player is bigger than that takes, that takes some time. Uh, mm-hmm. there's our early summer and some of our early uh, travel schedule to bring them together. Sometimes, you know, force them to come back together. Um, and, and it works out really well so that by the end of the season, it's, it's a wee thing and, um, they become, they become as close as family in some cases, if that makes sense.
0: No, that's awesome for sure. So I want to go into a little bit of like arm care because that is extremely important in the game of baseball to make sure your arms stay fresh Hopefully don't get injuries. I mean, I know sometimes they're inevitable and they're gonna happen. Yeah. But um do you kind of want to have like multiple arms you can throw one or two innings? Or do you want to have like three, four, five guys you can throw out their five innings and then have other guys fill in the last two or three innings?
1: So I think with uh, with the arm and and I would say over the last few years it's almost like epidemic level uh as far as injury goes. I think that we're learning a lot about arm care, the, the ramping up into a season. Uh, We live, both of us live in climates that are not conducive to year round throwing programs, unless you have an indoor facility. Right. Um, And so, you know, when I, when I was coming up, um, it was high school baseball time and it was 35 to 40 degrees and the wind was 40 miles an hour. (laughs) And I just got done out of basketball. And then I went out and started throwing. And so arm soreness and arm problems were, were big for me. We have a mm-hmm. lot of kids that, although they don't play baseball year-round, they definitely take care of their arm year-round, whether it's driveline or whether it's band programs or whether it's weight room. So they do a lot leading up. To answer your question as far as how we go about it, one of the decisions that we make in our, in our selection process Pitching is when you play 70 baseball games in a three-month period, you better have you better have quality, but you also better have some quantity mm-hmm. by way of. And so for like our 19 team out of the 17 guys that we had, all but two were pitchers and, and were you know good pitchers. Uh, our 21 team, we had 16 guys, and I think all but maybe one uh, through multiple innings most through double digit innings throughout the year Mm -hmm. so having both is is really is really valuable this last uh, world series we had you know we had probably four to five what I would say are kind of frontline starters that threw uh the bulk of the innings throughout the year and then we had a bunch of guys that were middle relief guys and some closer guys or some inning eating guys and it paid huge dividends for us at the World Series, to have that type of pitching flexibility. So pitching is, at the end of the day, if you can pitch and you can hit a little bit, you you can be successful.
0: Oh, for sure. So then another thing too is a lot of times catchers are your better pitchers. Yeah, but that's a lot of arm wear on them because they're back there throwing every single pitch that a pitcher throws back to them. Sometimes yeah. it's the second base to throw out a runner, third base to throw out a runner. Plus, then they may come in the next game and pitch. How do you help keep their arms so they don't, you know, have an injury? Uh, you know,
1: with our program over since 18, when I took over, um, all of most of our catchers have been non-pitchers. Uh, now they pitched growing up. Right. Uh, on travel teams because they were the best athletes with the best arms and they were usually bigger, faster, stronger than a lot of the other kids. But our, our catching last year, for example, we had two catchers and kind of an emergency catcher, and, and those were my two non-pitchers. So uh, on my high school team, that's historically been the case since, you know, for a while as well. And, and I, I have had in 19, we had a catcher, Caden White, and he did some a little bit of pitching. But I think on the season, he might have had less than 10 innings um and we had multiple catchers and so he was able to go in and throw a few innings and then we had another catcher that would catch a couple of games and and Mm -hmm. get him we didn't have to throw him as much but you're i mean that that's a that's a a real issue a real topic because i think that over the course of a career fact, you have some big league catchers that are having to you know do your tj or your tommy john surgery because of just the volume of of wear and tear. Right. Uh, that's a cool issue. And, and it's, it's definitely need to be managed.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good for you guys. You haven't had to do the catcher pitcher combo. I know the Royals did last year with definitely one of their catchers was a main pitcher. And then the other one came in in relief. So.
1: Oh yeah. 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 That was a talent. We, uh, they were, uh, that's a good, that's a good program watching that at the regional tournament last year. They uh, they I like them. They uh, they play game the game hard. Anyway, they're a fun ball club to watch.
0: Yeah, both the Billings teams are really good, and it's kind of nice yeah. to see. And it's good to see other states come over here and show us what they have too. It's fun to no, see no, you guys man. come over. I think my brother's junior year, you came for a tournament and yeah, played us, and it was fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, for sure. So, where do you see your team this year being? Do you see a hopeful repeat? <laughs> <sighs> Well, I, I uh,
1: don't want to be—I don't want to jinx or be presumptuous. Uh, we have, from our roster last year, we have the possibility of nine returning players. Um, we have some really good young talent, kind of up and coming through our single A programs, um, that can fill some roles. And 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 the kind of losses that we that we sustained this last year. Um, I think we're going to be a team that that's going to get after and, and, and at least compete. Um, that's one of the things that, that I, uh, that I strongly believe I, The the score at the end of the day is out of our control in most cases in baseball as mm-hmm. our, but what you do on a baseball field and the effort in which you put and the focus in which you give, those are controllables. And, um, we have some kids that have bought into that uh, that have been working hard throughout the the fall and the winter. Um, and then we lose them, of course, to their high school programs, but they, uh, they've been working hard and I think, I think we'll, we'll compete at least. I don't know what the result necessarily will be, but we'll give her a shot.
0: That's awesome. So that kind of leads me into another one of my questions here. What do you expect from your players in the off season when you can have a little bit of control of what they do?
1: Um, so we have, uh, we have the bandits has a, an academy, an indoor facility. It's not huge. It's not big, but it has some, um, it's large enough to where we can put some batting cages up and we have an arm care center and we have, it's big enough to where we can put some mounds. If, you know, if you do some bullpen type stuff, we do workouts throughout the winter and, and the fall and the winter. Um, there's lifting programs that we do to, to help the kids uh, get into weight room and 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 do that kind of stuff a lot of the players um we kind of lay out the program and because we we don't have the opportunity to do it on a daily or nightly basis like we do during the season mm-hmm. so kind on their own right they take the program that we give and and work the program and then we do check-ins um, so the expectation is I, I heard somebody say one time that physically you know if you're wanting to get recruited your body is the billboard for the recruiter if your body looks the same that it did the last time that he saw you it's communicating with him that you're not putting the work in that you need it you need to be constantly improving and getting stronger and bigger and change your body and a lot of our kids have bought into that and have been in the weight room this fall and winter and have gotten stronger and matured and of course uh little bit more man muscle as they go through maturity and all that kind of stuff so that's kind of what we expect is as a continuation of skill development strength and conditioning and and being ready for the opportunity
0: well that's awesome hey i just want to thank you so much for coming on tonight and talking about bandits baseball and all your success it's been great
1: You've got me excited about uh, a summer and and um, getting ready to get after this again. So I appreciate being on. Awesome. Thanks for what you do.
0: Of course. Have a great rest of your night. You too. All right. Okay. Bye bye.